the Public News Service Daily Newscast, February the 12th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. Tomorrow is the special election in New York's 3rd District to replace George Santos. The candidates are Democrat Tom Suozzi, a former 3rd District representative who left office in 2022 to run for governor, and Republican Mozzie Pillip, a freshman Nassau County legislator. District residents are eager to have new representation, but the memory of Santos makes some wary about their choices. Anthony Zrake is a longtime 3rd District constituent whose representation recently changed due to redistricting. He feels the bar has been lowered, so to speak, for what a member of Congress should be, but says they should still meet certain specifications. I want someone who is competent to do the job and serious about the job, and Swazi certainly fits the bill on both of those. I want someone who is going to be able to work across the aisle. I don't need, you know, a Jim Jordan screaming and getting nothing done. He refers to the colorful Ohio Republican senator. Contender Mozzie Pillip has a challenging task since there's a feeling Santos damaged Republicans' credibility. But Pillip herself has confounded voters with her mixed messaging. She's a registered Democrat running as a Republican and hasn't provided clear answers on certain issues. Polls show it's a close race with a four-point gap between her and Swazi. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. The 3rd District is one of four open seats in the U.S. House. Given the narrow majority Republicans hold, whoever wins these seats could tip the scales of power in the chamber. Former President Donald Trump said Saturday he would encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they want if Russia attacked a NATO country that didn't pay enough for defense. That from NBC News. Speaking to supporters at a rally in South Carolina, Trump recounted an exchange from his time in the office with the leader of a big country who asked whether they would be protected if Russia attacked. NBC reports Trump said he told the leader the U.S. government would not protect the bloc if they didn't pay their fair share in defense spending. Trump recalled saying, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You've got to pay. You've got to pay your bills, he added. Next, our Daniel Smith tells us about a group of formerly incarcerated people, both that is making headway in Jackson, Mississippi, to turn young lives around and to prevent violent crime. On average, the violent crime rate in Jackson is just over six per 1,000 residents. The group Operation Good says it has helped to significantly lower crime rates in the areas it serves, from 87% down to 14% in one neighborhood. Operation Good's Executive Director, Frederick Womack says the goals are also to stop recidivism, clean up the environment, and find alternatives to violence and robbery. We're building that unity in the community. It kind of created a cohesiveness amongst the people within the community and made them more attentive to the things that are going on around them. Womack says they're also collaborating with a group in North Jackson to develop a new anti-bullying initiative to launch in area schools. This is Public News Service. Now from CNN, the Senate Sunday moved one step closer to passing a $95.3 billion foreign aid bill with assistance for Ukraine and Israel with a key vote to advance the package. They report the Senate is working through the weekend on the bill, but it may still be days until a final vote as GOP Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky continues to slow the process. With Maryland's commitment to carbon neutral by 2045 on the horizon, the General Assembly there is taking up the issue of building codes. 
During this legislative session, the Assembly will consider the Better Buildings Act, which would update the code to require new construction and buildings undergoing significant improvements to meet energy needs without fossil fuels. The bill would require most new residential and commercial buildings to have parking spaces able to support electric vehicle charging and mandate some large buildings have solar-ready roofs. The bill is co-sponsored in the House by Representative Adrian Boafo, who says the changes are necessary to meet the state's climate goals. And so moving to an all-electric building standard, specifically for commercial and residential buildings, allows us to actually ultimately meet that goal. If passed, the bill would require the code changes to be enforced by October of 2026. Rep. Pivoteau reporting. And Minnesota is seeing a glaring lack of snow and lake ice this winter. A new report underscores how climate trends are leading to diminished ice seasons on the Great Lakes. Findings issued by the nonprofit Climate Central note that all five lakes have experienced a decades-long decrease in ice cover with the strongest trend on Lake Superior. It says Superior's frozen lake coverage has diminished by roughly 30 percent since 1973. Melissa Whithelm with the Midwestern Regional Climate Center says conditions can vary from year to year, but the long-term trend creates too much uncertainty. And so it's making people want to know how much are we actually going to get this year? Are we going to be able to build that ice back? The report's authors say shrinking ice coverage and fewer frozen days have a ripple effect on outdoor recreation, educational activities, and ecosystem health. I'm Mike Moen. Finally, our Catherine Corley lets us know that Maine lawmakers are calling for greater transparency in how hospitals and other health care centers charge so-called facility fees. A legislative task force says providers should notify patients prior to a scheduled service if they'll be charged an added fee and recommends the fees be eliminated for telehealth services or outpatient evaluations, including visits to a doctor's office. Ann Woolison with Consumers for Affordable Health Care says patients deserve to know when and how these fees are assessed. What is it that the facility fees are actually paying for and how much is really necessary to cover the costs incurred by hospitals that are billing these fees. Willison calls the recommendations a good first step in strengthening consumer protections. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service, member and listener supported. Hear us on Interesting Radio Stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.